0: Stocks and bars. Stocks and bars. Stocks. Yo, it is Stocks and Bars, the Stock Market Hip Hop Podcast. And in this episode, we are going to talk about hip hop. Me and Steph are going to talk about our top five favorite producers. So I'm going to come up with a list. Steph has a list. We're going to compare and then we're gonna talk about the new stock versus. Let's go. I got my click ready to use the money they got from jobs yes. and coverage, and teaching them that it's not so hard. I'm doing this, making investing pop. You law is extra. You tuning in to Stocks and Bars. Yo, check it. It's the latest episode of Stocks and Bars. And you know what? This time around, it is the hip hop edition. Yeah. We're gonna continue to do this. I got my man will be DJ step one, but you know, I'm gonna try to do an intro for him. Anybody who goes on my show, man, I'm gonna make sure I give them their flowers before they hop on here. (laughs) Got my guy here, who recently stepped back into the DJ arena.
1: We're gonna talk about that
0: in a little bit too. This guy has been growing, investing, I've seen him blossom to the guy that he is now in the stock market. Ladies and gentlemen, DJ Step One, what's going on, man? What is going on? Well, I'm glad to be back on Stocks and
1: Bars as usual.
0: Yeah, Kicking man. Kicking with
1: Extra. Don't know when it's coming out, but we got another liquidity club coming up that's been going well. So, trying to get the information to the
0: people in cool ways. Yeah, man. I love doing that by the way. I'm glad that you brought that up. Matter of fact, you know what? Let me continue to give you your flowers, right? Me, mm. you and Cam, we originally were supposed to be the the <laughs> the guys for the podcast, right? You know, uh-huh. it didn't work out that way. However, now things have come full circle and I'm doing what I'm doing, you know, Cam doing what he's doing. And you made sure to reach out to both of us to start the investor club meeting, man. So shout out to you for making sure that we continue to do something as a group because without that,
1: Mm -hmm. I don't know
0: when we would have done something. (laughs) Yeah. Not sure. It's funny because I always tell Cam like
1: when it came to like the original idea, I'm like, yo, I was not prepared to talk about any type of investment. Investment, i think that i know you definitely was prepared to talk about it but i'd have been in there like yeah bye <laughs> buy some in. is that a company that you could buy like yeah <laughs> i was not prepared i think um really doing my like really starting to learn and really getting into the books and really getting into the information like the first stock book i read was actually jim kramer and i read that back in like 2000 Earl, not early like two thousands, like some Jim Cramer book in like two thousand thirteen or fourteen, but that wasn't enough.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like you I gotta, didn't have a yeah. You got to get you some experience in, in order to start, you know, really talking to people about it because you don't want to end up doing something that or saying something that somebody can follow and you're like, uh, all day okay. account, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. absolutely, yeah. Go ahead. You know, ahead. you, you can't blow up your account. Not not saying you should, but you just got to know the risk involved. Like, there are stocks that I'm pretty sure both of us bought recently that was riding high. And now we back into uh, normal stock territory. And they kind of, like, just sitting there, like, collecting dust. <laughs> and I'm not taking the loss on it, some of them yet. It ain't a me loss until you Woods sell, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, me and Kathy Woods going out together. <laughs> Yo, so this episode, man, this is a straight-up hip-hop episode, and we're going to get into some stocks, too. But this time around, we're going to hit y'all upside the head with top five producers. Me and Step thought of some producers that we personally enjoy listening to. Five of them, and we're going to present them to you, all right? And then on top of that, we're going to also give you the stock verses again. So that was an enjoyable moment. And we're gonna do something a little different this time. Now we got a little bit of action. Let me see if I can cue me up here. Hold on, hold on. Can we? Can we hear me? Yeah. Here we <laughs> go. Yeah. See coming going, with the flavor Yeah, we coming this time. We coming live with it. Usually it's done in post. So now we finally figured it out. Audio's fine, crispy. We about to make sure that we jump that into the podcast episode. So you want to start? You want me to start? How you want to go? You you want to do it? I think I think since you got the mute... well what is we doing
1: as we going reverse order as or we going
0: oh it just it has no order no order I guess oh, I so have you said that. It. yeah I didn't do uh, it in no order you could uh, do it you in did. yours in no order you can have hot nah, I'm st- <laughs> nah, <laughs>
1: nah, nah, we 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 gonna do we gonna stick with just five
0: producers all right but I'm lightweight gonna make you kind of rate yours at the end <laughs> So just be prepared that's all right all right so we got top five okay top five Mm -hmm. producers that we both love all right so i'm going off with mine let's go back and forth all right back and forth okay let me let me do it like this then let me let me look at here so we not stop that all right and no order okay no order at all all right let me let me cue me up here first before i say anything so first producer i got right this Mm -hmm. guy has been in the industry since one of the, if I remember right late 80s all right I already know who it is <laughs> late 80s was part of a super group pretty much one of the first super groups that you know came and hit stardom and it was the first group that sound to sign to loud records this okay. guy yeah 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 different, different yeah. dude okay okay so yeah. they him and his cousin are in a group and then they formed. They got more members in that group, and this group went on to be multi-platinum. All right, so we're gonna we're gonna play a little something for you and see if you can get it right. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's turn me up here. You ready? All right. I'm ready. All right. Who who is it? Hey, you know everybody's talking.
1: Well, you you said it. You right. I knew it. <laughs> by the time you said
0: him, hey, hey, you talking about RZA? That's you're it, the RZA that is the RZA I got the RZA in my top 5 well, man this guy changed the way that music was perceived by making sure that the Wu-Tang clan had a specific sound Okay, Shaolin I was back then watching Kung Fu flicks before the Shaolin stuff was going my cousin had me involved in it so when I saw the Wu-Tang clan and I heard everything I was like these are my guys they from Staten Island uh huh I'm from Brooklyn but that's not too far man so <laughs> <laughs> the RZA is in my top five who you got man and tell them what beats this, this is you playing like is this your favorite beat by the RZA you know what let me break it down like this we're gonna do it in two ways we got producer and then we got beat that likely made them popular So I pick your favorite. Okay, so I pick. Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Because if you say Risen beat that likely made him popular, wouldn't you say it was Cream? You
0: could say Cream, but I think Can It Be is the beat that That made made Risen Risen. That's that's just me. That's me. Okay. But you can also argue that Ice Cream did it too. But I don't remember if he produced Ice Cream.
1: He was producing a lot of that stuff at that point like a lot of Wu-Tang
0: stuff yeah so that's why I I don't know he could have did it you know what that's a Google search why you yeah I'm doing a actually
1: Google search. okay
0: right now um did he produce ice cream yes he produced ice cream okay cool so now we know RZA produced Ice Cream. I never looked at that, and I'm glad we finally figured that out because Ice Cream was a hot beat too. <laughs> yeah, I
1: think I think he was doing so much of that early Wu Tang stuff. Even though Ice Cream was '96, it's still it's still early enough. But I say Cream is the cream? one kind of put the
0: cream definitely. Mm-hmm. Cream, was a hot joint, man. I got that but, one too. <laughs> all right, all right so, not, so
1: go ahead. Who you got? So. I don't have the device to play it. <laughs> but my first producer I'm going to grow up is somebody, or a throw up that's somebody that's recent or recent-er. Okay. This is a 2000s producer. Okay. Definitely came with the underground, definitely made a classic hip hop album in the 2000s with one of uh, the 2000s best, even though he this artist came out in the late 80s. Okay. Okay. But really got notoriety in the uh early two thousands. Rest in peace, he recently passed away within the past two to three years. And yeah, this producer has recently worked with like Kanye West, has done a lot of things with Freddie Gibbs. And this producer is the one and only
0: Mad Live. Mad Live, okay. Okay. I should have had you guess. <laughs> I was sitting there thinking. I'm like, all right, who is it? Who is it? All right, man. The, man.
1: Um, I was talking about MF Doom. He did the Mad Villainy album. The beat, see, that's why I got to use do my favorite beat because I feel like he's still kind of underground, mm-hmm. even though he's done like he did Beast, but like he did um, Kanye West and Kendrick Lamar, No More Parties in LA. So, and that was a couple of years back. The stuff with Freddie Gibbs, that kind of gave Freddie Gibbs a second second win yeah. in hip-hop. But my favorite beat is All Caps.
0: Okay. All okay. Caps.
1: So, All Caps by Mad, and it was an album was called Mad Villainy. One of those crazy, super underground hip-hop albums that really, honestly, still lives on. Like, a lot of people think that's one of the best hip-hop releases in the past 20
0: years, so... Yeah, man. Yeah, rest in peace, MF, MF Doom, Doom. On that, man. Yeah, that was that was a good one. That was a good one. All right, so it's on me now, right? Yeah. All right. Let me let me cue another one up. Yeah, we're gonna have to make sure we get you with the sounds, cause <laughs> <laughs> I might lightweight like, kill you on that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So this producer. That's in my top five is a guy that came on the scene in the mid 90s. And he had a clique that he was running with that came out of Virginia that might have gave it away. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's only two people. Yeah, There's not too many people from Virginia that <laughs> yeah, was a producer, yeah. right? So uh-huh. <laughs> now the clique was hot and they would they were deep. And he branched off, started doing his own thing, and he started producing some stuff for some major heavy hitters in the late 90s. And then from there, he started to expand his catalog. I love this guy because there's really not too many times when you can hear a beat of his and really recognize that it's his beat until you look in the credits. That's what I really love about this guy. He puts stuff in his his beats that is unorthodox that you would have never thought Would have ever fit in that beat, but he makes it happen. So, without further ado, yeah, I ain't got to play it. You want me (laughs) to guess it right now?
1: (laughs) Well, you you played one of the most obvious ones. Go ahead.
0: (laughs) This would be Timberland. Timberland. Timberland is in my top five, man. This guy is just authentic with his beats when a Timbaland beat comes on I didn't know it was a Timbaland beat until I had to really listen to it to hear his sound and I'm like oh got it that's a Timbo beat so yeah Timbaland is in my top 5 that's that's 2 of mine right there man. Timbaland and the RZA. so my thoughts on Timbaland is like
1: Timbaland is not in my top 5 Yeah. but I mean if you want to really break down hip hop producers Timbaland is you know, top three, definitely. Because yeah. like the way he made beats, distinct sounds like you said, sometimes you can't tell it's him, the way he jumped off into the pop music with Justin Timberlake yeah. and Nelly Furtado, and it was, it was all sounding good. Like you, yeah. Timberland is definitely one of the greatest hip
0: hop producers of all time. It's just cause he's sonically there. Like, yeah. He translates so well, no matter what genre he goes into. He can he can make the sound that works perfectly for that Good artist. For that. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, man. Who else okay. you got? Who else you got?
1: All right, so this producer. This is an early, another early two thousands producer, right? Okay. I'm pretty sure he's done stuff recently, but I couldn't pinpoint it. He also has been moonlighting as a DJ. He was one of the producers that made arguably, you know, another one of those him and another producer was and a couple other, but him, him and another producer that's going to show up later on this list. And that might've been too big of a hint. Primarily made one of the biggest artists in hip hop's best album, depending on what album you think is the best, but definitely considered one of his top three has made, You know, some really good hip hop, like street anthem type stuff recently. I think his most noticeable work recently, when I say recently, was probably the stuff he did with another hip hop artist that's out of New Orleans that's considered lyrical. Mm,
0: He's on my list, too. (laughs) Okay. so who is it? It's the Alchemist. No. No, it's not the alchemist out of New Orleans. All right. No. Because I was thinking nah. currency. Currency just dropped the project with Alchemist. Yes. Yeah.
1: No. Oh, okay. Uh, All right. But uh, and it's funny because this dude lost to the Alchemist when they did the versus, from what I understand. Just Blaze. <laughs> just Blaze. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So just, just Blaze. Blaze. He did he did the blueprint. Yeah. Where another yeah. one of the the producers I got on my list, um, had that distinct. He was the RZA reborn. So how true, you like RZA? True. Yeah. I like, and he said it. He was like the RZA with better filtering equipment. But some of those beats that he was making, and some of the ways he sampled that stuff, was like that was way different. It, yeah, way different. Yeah. Notable. My favorite. So a lot of people would say their favorite beats, beat of his is um, you don't know. But my favorite beat is his is actually on cameron's album
0: and it's the rock yeah that beat was hard dun, dun, yeah. dun, 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 the way he brought those hon- those horns in <laughs> yeah yeah yeah.
1: Just, yeah just blaze like a lot of people like of course he did joe buttons pump it up but it's more or less the way he had those like street mixtape cuts like a lot of Just Blaze production, I'll still listen to now, and it doesn't sound dated.
0: Let me cue you up. Oh, I really mean it. Wow, uh, <laughs> I see. There you go. Yeah, that's <laughs> you don't know for you. Yeah, that's yeah. that's just. This is a hard beat. Yeah. yeah, you yeah. can't get away from that one. Your neck gonna snap when you hear that. You're <laughs> my cat. Your cat's a cameo appearance See on Stocks cat. and Bars. <laughs> <like that. laughs> yeah, Just Blaze is a good one on there, man. Mm. He was part of that that dynasty that jumped off for. Yeah, rock for of the color. Rock. Yeah, I like that one, I- Just Blaze. Alright, who's your third one? Alright, let me let me get it up here. My third one. Alright, my third entry. There we go here. He is half of a hip-hop duo that is certified classic everywhere in hip-hop. We got the same person. <laughs> no matter where you go, this group is going to show up in a discussion for best group in hip hop no matter who you talk to north south east west worldwide this group is going to come up in a discussion for best group period okay the producer of this group is slept on he is a guy that has made constant hits and his street anthems have transformed over the pop This same beat can be played anywhere and everybody's gonna get live. And let's let's go ahead and let's stop because I'm ready to nod my head to this, all right? Mm -hmm. Anytime you hear this beat, you about to get live. (laughs) This is arguably the most hip-hop beat, if not top three hip-hop beats of all time. When you hear this, you hear New York, you hear hip-hop, you hear grittiness, you hear grimy, and P laced it. This beat right here, man, is hip hop in every angle that you can think of, man. And the guy I'm talking about is Havoc. Havoc is definitely in my top five, man. Just this... now, Havoc, I know when I hear his beats, but that don't stop me from nodding <laughs> my head, man, because I know when I hear Havoc beat, I know what I'm gonna get. So, he recently dropped a project with Styles. Whew. Man, that project is amazing. I love it. Wreckage mana. <laughs> Make sure you I listen gotta listen to, to the
1: project he did with Styles, but you know the
0: interesting part?
1: Yeah. I don't have Havoc in my top. Now this beat, obviously, this beat is, you know, top top five, arguably top five, always said arguably hip hop beat of all time. Yeah. Suck off the realness. The, the even the intro even the first bar bars like, like the first bar like the first few bars like if we think about introductions to like hip hop songs this is definitely this is it one of them yeah. and it's not like he said something crazy no crazy punchlines, just as you stuck off the realness be we the infamous we heard of us official, official Queensbridge Queen's murderers
0: <laughs> yeah man
1: you yeah I don't know because the thing is like. Havoc did Quiet Storm too, right? Yeah, he did Quiet Storm. Yeah, like yeah, Havoc is Havoc is probably I would say underrated. He's definitely underrated, man. But yeah, I, I wouldn't. I don't. I wouldn't have Havoc in my top five. Yeah,
0: a lot of people wouldn't, man. I I can understand why, but at the same time, when they look at hip hop, yeah, Havoc is in there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Havoc is so, in there. He's got to be top ten bare minimum. Yeah.
1: <laughs> all right well, you got. so I'm gonna do do my controversial pick all right so this dude definitely definitely fell off after like the 90s went out like he dropped a couple of like EPs okay he was also part of a group um I wouldn't say it's a super group but they definitely had if you one of their songs would be considered probably by like Hip hop purists and hip hop heads, a top five hip-hop song of all time. It's a good song to kind of somewhat mourn someone. Okay. This person has did the beat for my favorite song of all time. Definitely put that jazz. This is crazy because it's all coming off the top of my head. So this is all freestyling. Definitely put that jazz influence in hip-hop. Started out. I won't say started out, but I think his first notable hit was a song with Run DMC. When Run DMC kind of came back.
0: Okay, I, I think I might know who it is.
1: You want to take a stab at it? Is it Primo?
0: Nope. Ah, okay. With Run DMC,
1: his his he had he had a partner, and this dude rapped raps a little bit. This is your boy Kanye. Crazy man. part. Nah, nah. Nah. I rap a lot. <laughs> yeah, This dude, I actually interviewed him on WZIP. I don't know if I was supposed to play it, but definitely interviewed him. It is the one and only Smooth Chocolate Brother, Pete Rock. Pete Rock!
0: Oh!
1: Pete so Rock, yeah, yeah. Pete Rock and CL Smooth, the song I was talking about was Troy, When They Reminisce Over You. Yeah. That is considered one of those, like... Hip-hop classics, man. Yeah, hip-hop classics. People would consider our top 10 hip-hop song of all time. And it's my favorite song he did was The World Is Yours. Sample, Ahmad I- Jamal, I Love Music. Found this small little riff. It's simple, but that's my favorite hip-hop song. The Beat Is Crazy. Yeah, so the
0: beat is crazy.
1: Yeah, and it's not like it's overly produced with drums or something like that. It's simple, Loop to perfection, everything. So, Pete Rock. And when I interviewed him on WZIP, it was a like sad though, but.
0: <laughs> I, Chocolate I Boy guess Wonder? He,
1: yeah, I asked him what's up with CL Smooth, and he was like, nothing. So, <laughs> it was CL Smooth.
0: All right, moving on. <laughs> 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 Onward. On. Yeah. Pete Rock. Pete Rock is in the US. All right. All right, it's my turn. Let me cue me up here. All right, so this, this producer here, cemented in, in New York, right? Mm-hmm. He's been around for a long time, since early 90s to late 80s. And he has made production for pretty much every New Yorker in New York, period. And if you're from mm. New York and you ain't have a beat from this guy, you probably couldn't rap. Came out of an infamous studio in New York that recorded hits such as Unbelievable, uh let's see what else. Some joints for Nas, um Big Pun. This studio was lit, man. This guy was also part of a group and this group wasn't I don't want to say, you know, worldwide anything, but but they definitely also cemented in, in hip hop history. Hip hop history. Absolutely. RIP one of the group members. Um, RIP one of the group members. Yeah, you already know who it might be. Go ahead, spill the beans. (laughs) I think we both got this person on the list, and you You, can't do a
1: producer list without saying
0: DJ No, you you cannot say it without Premier, (laughs) man. Anytime you bring anything up, Primo's got to be in there for a top producer, man. Yeah. And this is one of the beats that I felt like put them on is New York State of Mind. New York State of Mind (laughs) is... Anytime you hear that, you know Nas about to come with it and this just makes you Reminisce back to the time when this album dropped Illmatic, man like You can't do any any justice to hip-hop without mentioning Primo on anything, man Yeah, so you you can't and that
1: we can double up because that was my I've had I think we both knew Primo was going to be on each other's list. <laughs> yeah, um, I did, I would say Mass Appeal. Mass Appeal. Maybe it was the beat that put him on the map. But I mean, any work, any producer, and Pete Rock, obviously Pete Rock worked on Ilmatic, but yeah, Q Tip yeah. worked on Ilmatic. Yeah. Any producer that kind of worked on Ilmatic, you know, kind of had, majority of them had like a sustained career. So yeah, I definitely. It's, it's hard not to do Primo, because even like Primo caught a resurgence back working when he started, you know, always working back with like some, like he worked with the gang. You kind of get yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? He worked with um some De La Soul when they came back out. Like he he's, it's almost like if you are a, a, a rapper, you kind of have to rap over a Primo beat. So you, you gotta,
0: you gotta to be authenticated. To. Yeah. with a Primo beat.
1: And the thing is, the funny part about it is if you listen, people still will grab Primo to get a beat, even people that you wouldn't expect. Yeah. Like, he's not gonna do do something for, like, Rich Homie Kwan. No, no disrespect to Rich Homie Kwan, but, you know what I mean? Like, if you consider, like, a lyricist, you're probably at one point gonna rap over a Primo beat.
0: You gotta be a lyricist to rap over a Primo beat because his beats require for your lyrics to be sharp, man. And the funny part, he's from Texas. Yeah, he is. He's from Texas and moved to New York. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, man. Primo is in my top five and your top five. So I might have stole your last one. (laughs) No, I have one more. I'll make it quick. Go ahead. This dude,
1: was it, no, because you should have one more too, right? Yeah, I got one more. Yeah. So I, I'll go. Be, so this is my last one because we both had the same one. So this dude, uh, what, and do I want to do like to be cryptic at first? I'll just say this. He ghost produced <laughs> on Jermaine Dupri's 1492 project. And he's currently, he does a lot of shenanigans. But as far as beat making goes, He's a top five hip hop producer. And he also was helping make beats
0: on The Blueprint. With oh, Just OK. Blues. OK. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know he did part of that 1492 album. Yeah. He I was did. ghost
1: producing on. He was ghost producing for like D-Dot at one point. Kanye West is the person. Yeah. Yeah. About. Yeah. Yeah. And he did part of the stuff on 1492. They talked about it on a documentary, but I kind of knew it. He, if you look up, I don't, they might have changed it, but remember, he did the truth for Benny Siegel. Yeah. I don't think he got credit for that at first. I think later they came back and made it, might have changed it. But yeah, he was doing a lot of um, ghost production for people. And then, you know, he blew up with with his own stuff. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting, especially when you look at that Rockefeller roster, because his, I think he was selling more than Jay. College Dropout, when I looked at it, sold, like, 441,000 copies his first week. And, like, at that point, I don't think Jay was selling. Jay was not selling. He was selling, like, two copies. But I think Jay was selling, like, 330-something thousand his first week. I don't think they knew what they had when they –
0: When they had Kanye, Kanye. yeah, 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 that's clear. He had a lot of confidence in himself, and I gotta watch that documentary because a lot of people told me good things about it. But from the very beginning, he was a guy who knew he had what it takes in order to be top tier producer, and he also carried that in his raps. Although his raps is they're good, (laughs) you know what? And I was telling somebody recently like. You know, when he first
1: dropped, we thought his raps was, was whack. <laughs> like if we being honest, we thought it was whack. But then we wasn't also really listening to it. And then think about it, we was used to getting superb lyricism. So if you put somebody like a Jada kiss up against a Kanye West, it's like you don't yeah. Yeah, you hear what Jada just said? Yeah. But the thing is, Kanye West is better at making music than Jada Kiss. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, but and, and saying. it's not like yeah, it's not like Kanye, looking back, it wasn't like Kanye was whack. It just was like, I drink a booze for breakfast, in short for dessert, whatever you yeah, said. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> like
0: <it'd be> hard. <laughs> this hard. What is he talking about?
1: Yeah. I got mayonnaise color business. i push
0: Miracle Whips.
1: It was like these weird, like, kind of corny punchlines.
0: Yeah, yep. But he did that. That was Kanye. Yeah but we excused it because it was great You know, we like because right. the music was so good <laughs> yeah <laughs> got a light-skinned
1: friend look like michael jackson she got a dark-skinned friend look like michael jackson <laughs> all right y'all know what that mean <laughs> no we don't know what
0: that mean <laughs> sounds all right i mean you can say that a club though yep you can play that beat in the club and it'll go hard I don't know what beat I would pick from Kanye, though. Ooh, the beat that put him on?
1: Mm. The, beat that, the beat that put him on would be... He would say it would be Ace to the Izzo. But as far as my favorite beat, I don't know. I'm trying
0: to think what came off... Maybe of Crack plan. Music. Well, that was Ace to the, the Izzo. Remember, because he was... Yeah, yeah, using, but he, he also... I mean, he majorly produced that. The blue yeah, he produced Takeover. Um... Yeah, he produced Takeover. What else? Let's just go look at the blueprint. I mean, he he pretty much did all of the blueprint. Well, well, you know. Yeah,
1: he did. I think Timbo had one joint on there on the blueprint. Bink Bink did the rulers back. Kanye did Takeover and H to the Izzo. Just Blaze did Girls, Girls, Girls. Ooh. Well, that explains why that's probably one of the most skipable tracks. Even though that's kind of messed up to say. And it's not like <laughs> a, not Girls, 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 but masters. Did Jigga That, you know, Jigga, Jigga That, Jigga. Oh, yeah, 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 um, Just Blaze did You Don't Know. Mm-hmm. Timberland did Whole I Vito. Yep, that's the one. Kanye did Ain't No Love and Never Change. Just Blaze did Song and Cry. Bink did All I Need. And then Eminem did, um, you know, Renegade.
0: Renegade.
1: Yep. Yep. And Blueprint, Mama Loves Me, just Bink. All right.
0: The hip hop historian Google shouting us out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't remember that Kanye did majority of that album, but he only did like four tracks on there. Yeah, he did one, two, yeah, four, five, including the Girls, Girls, Girls remix. All right. All right, so there's this Kanye on your top five. All right, so here's my last one here. Okay. Last one is a guy that definitely started getting some steam in the late '90s, and the beat that put that I think put him on. I'm about to play in a little bit, but this guy did music with one of my favorite groups, and he continued to do tracks for people. That was on his coast on the west side he Mm. made different sounds from them then you know on the east coast he did different sounds for them then he started doing some stuff for the south this guy has climbed the ranks quickly and is also stamped in hip-hop history is the beat is so is the
1: beat you gonna play we gonna make it
0: it's not that one. However, that is the guy. And we all know what we talking about. We talking about the Alchemist. The Alchemist is always going to be in my top five. Listen, let's, let's, this is the beat that put Alchemist on, in my opinion. Okay. Because on Murder Music, when I very first heard this, I said, oh my god, who did this beat? I thought Hav did it at first. Um, so I looked at the credits and I'm like who is Alchemist who's Alchemist <laughs> <laughs> who's Alchemist so after that point you know Prodigy started doing joints with him and I'm like this sound right here this is good for life so anytime there was an Alchemist produced project with Prodigy Alchemist produced projects now currently with Currency Alchemist produced projects with Freddie Gibbs Bodie James yeah you Bodie yeah man anytime I see Alchemist drop a tape I'm listening every time because I know he got beats when he did stuff with Dilated Peoples it doesn't matter who he was with the sound merged with him and it was it's just great he's another guy who's also also sonically pretty much perfect man Alchemist is definitely in my top five man yeah you know what
1: Alchemist was the one I was debating to put in my top five because the thing is, like, if you think about it, he's had longevity and he's yeah. never, if he—if he's had a number one hit, like, I don't know, yeah, but yeah. he's not that type of producer. When you go to make a hip hop album, you know what I mean? Like, you should probably have a track with Alchemist at one point. Now, this yeah. is interesting because Jay-Z and Alchemist, I don't think ever work with nope. each other. No, nope. but they they might have on Jay Electronic's project, his yeah, latest Jay-Z. project, but yeah. Alchemist
0: yeah Alchemist is um, yeah I thought she was going to do
1: We Gonna Make It
0: now that would have been one to make it too I could still cue but that up <laughs> I think
1: I think, I think think you
0: are right this is the very first right. time I heard Alchemist on this album and this was I want to say 99 or 2000 of the other one murder music came out no it was 2000 it was definitely the summer of 2000 I remember when I first heard it washing dishes in the back of Pizza Hut (laughs) (laughs) so this Jay
1: Z and they have done a song together on Jay Electronica's album and that's called The Never Ending Story so get a chance you listen to it Never Um, Ending Story yeah I never knew that it, it's so recent, but they haven't... It was never like a Jay-Z track and you wouldn't got Alchemist.
0: Honorable Mention to No ID. No ID is on your... Oh, Honorable Mention. Honorable Mention. Okay. Honorable Mention. Yeah, because you look like yeah, he's about I to I was about deal. to say, huh? There's a lot of guys that I could have put on here. One of them you already mentioned. Pete Rock was getting into my list, but I, uh, he uh-huh. got left out only because, like you said, you think he fell off. There's some beats that I just was like, uh... That's all right. You know, so I was mm-hmm. like that, that right there. Another producer that I'm pretty sure I'm going to get slack for not saying is Dr. Dre. But yeah, I like Dre, but I can identify a Dre beat. That's to me. A lot of the guys that's on my list, I can listen to it and not realize. And it not, yeah. Yeah. and And totally have to try to really listen to the sound to figure it out other than primo. Primo I feel like I can identify oh, that's the primo beat cuz I can hear the hits and I can already know that's a, that's the a primo beat coming up. And he usually has the same beat per minute too or close to it. Uh-huh. So, you know, I can identify that. However, with the Dre beat, you know, it comes in, it it sounds super crispy clean every single yeah. time. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Go ahead. Is Dre
1: probably is, if if this is, see though, here's the interesting part. It's a personal list. Yeah, so
0: it's yeah, a yeah. difference
1: between, because if you say like, okay, who do you think overall is the best, greatest hip hop producers of all time? It's going to be Dre. You're going to have Timberland. You're going to have For Real. Yeah.
0: You're
1: going to have the Neptune. You kind of get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like,
0: it's going to be a different list.
1: It's going to be a different list. But when you talk about personal, like what you enjoy listening to is it varies at that point because yeah. the thing is like especially from the era we came up in like the Alchemists. i remember when i heard we gonna make it That's i drove hard around hard. in my my car like four or five times because i wanted to <laughs> Just, keep playing
0: you wanted to stop yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> like uh-uh yeah this is a,
0: a some a human made this yeah. <laughs> like i often think how does Alchemist escape with his neck not in a brace after listening? Because yes. I, I listen to it like, good God, man, how'd you do this? And he do it consistently. I don't even yeah. know how he keeps finding these sounds and digging through crates to find these samples out of things and take the little bit out of it, and just all of a sudden, it's it's hard. Yeah. Like, so man, so yeah, that's. Yeah. That's the top five producers from me and Steph, man. Now we're going to get into the stock versus, all right? I don't have too much on this one. I really only got one. Now, what you think about the market right now? We we obviously are getting, you know, tapped in the chin
1: as far Um, as the
0: market is concerned. How do you feel about it? I mean, I think.
1: So I think that this is the time where you want to be adding <laughs> you kind of get what I'm saying but yeah yeah but depends on what you add into so like the one thing that I've been looking forward to and shout out to the spec field is recently I've been looking at companies and seeing that their actual profit are they profitable or not <laughs> not their overall revenue their net income you get what I'm saying yeah yeah so I've been looking at that um, and just looking at different companies recently to see like, if it's something is worth, if something is at least trending to the point of being profitable, you kind of get what I'm saying. Okay. So getting close to the brink of being profitable or, or profitable period, because I think, I think what happened is, especially if you notice, especially what I did, um, definitely, got into some unprofitable tech. So, and I understand that a lot of companies, it takes them. A, people always say like, look how long it took this company to make right. profit. The Amazon,
0: the Teslas.
1: Yeah. But at least got to know that you trending in the right direction. Right. So like a company like Zillow until recently was trending in the right direction, you know? Right. Um, oh, dang. Okay. I, I don't need to find my website. It's over here, but. Usually like <clears throat> there's a website you can go to. I actually want to get y'all that website. It's like market something or where do you know a website where you could find a company's just
0: straight net income? Nah. Cause I don't look at net income. You know, I'm a chart guy. Sure, yeah, you start, <laughs> chart. So this is more like
1: a fundamental thing.
0: Like just
1: seeing how much a company is actually making, because the thing is like, if you report revenue of, $1 billion, but you spent $3 billion to make that $1 billion, you're not profitable. Right. And the whole point of this is to become profitable. But if you, <laughs> let's say quarter one, 2021, you spent, um, you know, obviously this would be different, but if quarter one, 2021, you spent 3 billion and you made 1 billion. And then, The next quarter, you spend three billion and you made one point five billion. Cetera, cetera, cetera. You see where I'm going with this? Getting
0: growth now that interests me as a company. Yeah, you spending money, but you getting more money back in return. Yeah, Yeah, you getting a higher return on it.
1: Exactly. Even though, because that means that they have a chance to be Profitable. profitable. Yeah. So you're looking for the underdog. I'm looking for the best place to put my money.
0: So Is <laughs> it <Isn't for>, everybody? <laughs> yeah. So well,
1: for example, let's go with, this is um, Zillow. Okay. So Zillow and 20 and the, the company, I'll just type in Zillow net income, dot yeah. net.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. So the thing is in the last two quarters that they reported, Um, They lost two point six or two hundred sixty one million and the quarter before that three hundred and twenty eight million. But they were profitable from twenty twenty from to about that third quarter or that second quarter of. Twenty twenty one. So I'm saying this to say, like, yo, I want to see a consistent. I want to see consistent growth, consistent profitability. Yeah. Now, because even if we <coughs> type in like something like um, I just looked at hold up, like something like gamble and gamble been getting whoops and
0: murdered. Yeah,
1: <laughs> super murdered. I'm in it, right? <laughs> Like Gamble but old 2021 9:30, they had a profitable quarter. Now, obviously, this is some shout out to Money Making Matt. This is something that Matt would know. You oh, yeah. know, like he hey, deal
0: with it. Yeah, he the yo. alchemist on the stocks.
1: Yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely the alchemist on the stocks. But this is something that Matt Matt would look at and be like, okay, but the next quarter they also made money. But the fact that they had a profitable quarter. But it's reasons why somebody might have a profitable cover. Maybe they sold something. So if I look up something like the the one we was looking at, AESC. Uh, a- a-
0: yeah. Where they at nowadays?
1: Back below a dollar? No, they they hovering around like 170, 180. Okay. It's looking like that's major support. It's, I'm hoping that your original <laughs> read is right. I'll in that one quick. Yeah. But like even if I look at, look at something like AESC they're they, they sold part of their poker company. Yeah. That's why they have so much revenue right now. So that quarter they made 74 million um, in net income. But before it was like negative 3 million, negative 3 million, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But the fact that they made this major income is part of the reason why they might be able to stay above, why they've been able to stay at that support level, because what are they going to be able to do with that money? Even though obviously they said like, yo, we want to get out
0: of this game. game. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Trying to get out the game. But still, when you make a major acquisition and you have, or you sell a major part of your company, you have extra income. That's good. Because the thing is like, you look at something like, all right, so let's name a blue chip stock right quick.
0: That's easy. Amazon. All
1: right. Boom. New Year's going to say that.
0: I actually was in the process of typing Amazon. <laughs> Great. You know, it took
1: Amazon, took Amazon a long time to be profitable. But it when them, I look like at 10 these,
0: years or something, man,
1: the first non profitable quarter that I see here it was 2014, 12, 31. So, nope. Wrong about that. That yeah. was 2015, March um 2015 march and as i go through it they've been nothing but profitable <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: you kind of get what i'm saying like nothing but profitable <clears throat> even if we look at somebody like a square or a block as i keep typing this block now okay okay square <laughs> it's block, yeah it's blocked. <laughs> I don't know how yeah alright like blocks net income and this is on microtrans Microinsurance.com. Like, they've had and then the thing is the, you can actually see their net income by year too 2020 213 million profit 219 375 million profit Negative, 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 negative. So they start to turn towards profitability. You kind of get what I'm saying? So yeah. it's more or less like, <clears throat> I think a lot of times like, it's funny how you can flip something to be like, okay, this was a trade. Nah, it's my long-term because I kind of messed up my stop loss. <laughs> you get what I'm saying?
0: It's not now a loss until keep... you sell. it's not a loss
1: until I sell, so I'm just gonna keep it forever. <laughs> And just
0: hold on and pray. All right. But All right, microtrends.com is a site that you can use in order to help find or identify companies that are trending towards profitability. So you could be one of the early guys to get into a potential Amazon before they started going hot. Tesla's another one that was losing money before they started, you know, getting hot with deliveries. Actually, Tesla was one of the ones that I was tracking because I said the deliveries would continue to grow because they kept mm. trending higher on those deliveries. I said that just means that they're going to actually impact the market with their deliveries. And I remember they were like trading around like $350 a share. And I saw the deliveries jumping like one quarter, it was like almost 600,000 cars delivered. You remember back then, Tesla, you were on a waiting list and you had to get your car built and it would take a long time. And I was like, yeah. who would wait for a car to be built when you can go get one off the lot for about the same amount of money? That wouldn't make any sense. But <coughs> the deliveries picked up and boom, took off. So, yeah, Microtrends.com. So, I, I wanted to transition to macro, 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 macro okay. trends. There is definitely a difference between macro and micro. <laughs> yeah, definitely right. <laughs> Macrotrends.com. I was saying it wrong. Hi. Right. It's just an extra tool. Just see if, it, see if the company that you're about to long term invest in is at least trending towards profitability. Yeah. That's a, a good insight right there. And that's something that you learn over time because, you know, yeah. when you first started, you ain't know nothing about that. But, no, exactly. Yeah, like you, now, now you know a little bit, and you know you you refine your tools. You got your chisel out, and that's one yeah. of the tools that you got. Man, I didn't add us? any stocks, though. I've been
1: adding crypto, because <laughs> <laughs> it's they both they both got a correction.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So the thing is, like, I think with both of them getting a correction, I probably should have added both because we talked about it last time or we talked about this on liquidity, square was something or a block with something that definitely needed to be added. Yeah. And look, it dropped, hit that price and was like, pew, boom, right, bounced
0: right off of it. Yeah. All right. I wanted to transition into one of the stock versus that I got. You know, I only got one. I only got one. This one's going to be pretty simple. So last time we did the stock versus, we did some, some decent big boys, okay? And I'm going to keep it on that same path. So what I got in the stock versus right now, these two companies, huge, huge companies, and they run in the same space. And you shop at one right now, I shop at one. Everybody that's listening to this podcast has shopped at one or both of these places. And one of the very first things I tell anybody who's getting invested in the stock market that's starting... Um is to start with a company that you already know about and that you likely spend money with. And these are definitely two companies that you can easily get shares from. And that's Target and Walmart. Walmart. Okay. I knew it. I yes. knew it. Yes. yes. Anybody who wants to get started investing, if you're listening to me right now and you're like, I don't know what to buy. There's two that you can buy right there. Easily because I guarantee you either you do it or somebody you know goes to one of these stores and spends money there. Get your shares of Target or Walmart. Now, the verses. If you gotta build your portfolio and you gotta pick one, which one are you going with? All right. So now you got me put, pulling out pulling my fix. Up. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're getting them tools out, man. You got the chisel coming up.
1: At this point right now, if I was to get one, Walmart sticker is what? WMT. WMT? Mm-hmm. Man, I didn't put a Fibonacci retracement on damn, damn near every single. <laughs> my watch list is crazy. <laughs> Trying to learn how to read charts. I mean, you... When you present this, you can't go on with either. I'll make a fundamental argument because for a technical argument, they both had like a decent, I would say like a decent, nice little support level or yeah. like start support level. This is what I'll say. I think for me, I would go with Target. Okay. Just because I think Target is a more millennium and Generation Z friendly band, brand. You get what I'm saying? I think that people in this generation look at Target is more like this is something I feel comfortable getting stuff here. Yeah, Where Walmart yeah. is kind of like the old fuddy duddy. And the thing is, like even if you look at like market cap, Walmart's market cap is 377 billion, Target's market cap is 105 billion. So Target has time to reach Walmart's that cap market
0: cap. So I would go with Target. All right, yeah. So I'm picking the same one, Target, for a lot of the same reasons that you got because I think there is more growth involved for Target. If you've been to a Target store recently, you've probably seen a large remodel that's been going on. And that is by no mistake, they are making sure that they stay ahead of the trends because we've all seen how quickly Kmart got swept out of here. Mm-hmm. You could have went into any Kmart from 1970 until two, 2010 and it looked exactly the same as it did in 1970. Terrible. Yeah, so Target obviously took notes out of that and it's like, we gotta make sure that our stores look fresh at all points in time. So they've revamped their stores and that is huge. On top of that, I got kids. You know where my daughters want to go? Target. They, want, they want to go to Target. They ain't, they, don't, they don't care for Walmart. They want to go to Target. That is, like you said, the millennial thing. But in addition to that, the kids identify with this brand. So as they grow up, they're going to spend whatever little money that they get at Target. And then when they start hanging out with their friends, they're going to spend money to get gifts for their friends at Target, and then as my children get older and they establish families and Target stays in front, maybe they do, maybe they don't, but right now seems like they're going to continue to stay on that trend. They're likely going to continue to shop at Target. So I think that Target definitely has the bigger growth potential than Walmart. Walmart also got late into the game with doing online shopping, yeah. which they luckily... Snuck in (laughs) in the back door on that one because they could have got Kmarted real quick (laughs) (laughs) if they weren't as big as they were. But yeah, I'm picking Target in that battle too. So and they both profitable. (laughs) Yeah, they're both both profitable. No (laughs) doubt about it. It's really profitable. You can pick either one, and if I remember right, I think both of them offer a dividend if I remember right. I'm pretty sure Walmart does. I'm not positive on Target. Um,
1: yeah, but, I wouldn't
0: be shocked. But I'm, I'm pretty certain both of them offer a dividend. That's it for the Stocks and Bars, man. We had a blast on this one. Remember, the hip-hop episode is going to happen at least once a month. Yep. Me and Steph is going to continue to hit y'all upside the head. Hip-hop mm-hmm. style. Having mm-hmm. fun with it, man. I had... Yeah mega fun on this episode
1: man he came super prepared he had (laughs) a controller ready and everything
0: yeah Yeah. (laughs) this this is the first time that i actually got to use it live because every other time i do it it's always in post i record everything and then okay yeah i I gotta you know think of the mix and then time everything out okay cool and then put it together and, and then do it now it's live so that's it man you know the bar is gonna come as always how many episodes i got in here this is i don't even i think i'm almost up to 20 now to oh 20. yeah you coming yeah oh yeah yeah so that's the authentic thing about this i said if it's going to be successful i got to make sure that it's brand new bars every single time so stocks and bars is the only place you're gonna get this type of entertainment with hip-hop yeah. mix them with finance and have fun with it so Steph, we're going to catch you next time. And remember, Liquidity Investor Club. Hit us up on Instagram. Follow. Matter of fact, you go ahead and give it out. DJ Step 1, Instagram, all of that. You go ahead. Let them know where they can get you know, in touch with you.
1: Uh, It's at DJ Step 1 on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, so like, you gotta, just,
1: you gotta just said it. I just said uh, it, yeah. Yeah, like, <laughs> But yeah, hit me up. I thought you gonna
0: drop something else, but that's yeah. Not it. Did,
1: yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, you know what? Make sure you check out I got a Doom Matic project drop in. Okay. Um that's this is the first time I ever said it. It's MF Doom or Ilmatic Acapellas over MF Doom beats. So if you super into hip hop, which if you went to the listeners' podcast, you either super into hip hop or you super into stocks. So maybe we could <laughs> probably AM. get you into
0: both. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. And then you also can find me at Wincrease Team on any social media. Make sure you can hit that up and also hit up my YouTube channel where I teach everybody how to use technical analysis. That is my God-given gift other than rapping is to show people how to make this money in the stock market because there's plenty of it out here. You ain't gotta fight with anybody to get it. All you gotta do is set aside some time and know what stocks you want to get to get it and that is it so stocks and bars dj step one we out peace it enhanced my rhymes and he tracked on facebook beat him up i was on my gunplay but one day i seen the stuff i said made an impact so that track will lead to tuck to stop cursing need my daughters to hear my verses my plans to expand before my time on the surface. stocks and bars is here and i'm fulfilling my purpose i teach the children like ernie and Bert did the stock market don't need to be difficult or hit a riddle folks i'm giving hope to those who's in the boat was what's considered broke let's get this money don't be scared of it like it's a ghost i give a toast to anyone in the market that's getting growth my gifted flow if it's adults and even kitchen they'll be purposeful make money work for you my boss and in the quotes reading from the financial Bible this is scripture spoken Where I spit oh potent, only place you get it from you know it's Where I spit 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 when I spit when I spit Where I spit is I spit only place you get it from you know it's bars stacks and bars stacks and bars